0: Hello, and welcome to Heidi's Lemonade Stand, where we talk to real people who have overcome real challenges and are making our world better because of it. They have taken life's lemons and are making lemonade. Thank you for joining me. Marilou, welcome to Heidi's Lemonade Stand. I can't wait to get to know you and hear your story. So start out by telling me a few things about yourself. So, Heidi, thank you
1: so much for having me in your podcast. First of all, I want to say that I feel honored to be here. I started listening to your podcast since we met, and I've seen beautiful souls going through your podcast, and I'm honored, you know, to be one of them. Yes. So thank you. Things about myself. Uh, I come from Mexico. I was born in Mexico. I have a beautiful family. I'm the second oldest of eight, four girls, for boys. I've been divorced for about eight years. I have two beautiful adult children. I love playing soccer. I love boxing and UFC fights. You know, I'm like obsessed with that. I am a massage therapist, and this is something that I'm so proud of. As a massage therapist, I work on celebrities and high profile people. So every client is an adventure. It's, it's just like a dream, you know, like I, I work on someone and then I see them on TV, you know? But yeah.
0: So wow. it's about me. Yes. That's awesome. And you must be a really strong person. If you're into the, all the athletics plus massage therapy, definitely a strong person. Nobody wants to mess with you. Thank you. (laughs) I I, I try to be. I try to be. I I I have to be. Yes, That's a great (laughs) gift. That's awesome. All right. Well, you got to take me back and tell me what's your story. What happened to you and what are you doing now? Back on
1: September of 2020, um, I was I was kidnapped. I was tortured, beat up. Almost this person tried to kill me at least four times that i remember um he had me for about 3 hours and it was a nightmare um every time ta- every time that he tried to kill me you know either through strangulation or he had a knife on my throat try to drown me so every time i i believe i died and then i just kept coming back I felt my soul leaving my body and then I would open my eyes again and there he is and the torture would continue. So thanks God I escaped. When people ask me how did I escape I say it was 5 seconds of God, you know? Because it was honestly just 5 seconds he left me there to go grab some tape from his uh, backpack so he would tape me you know he said he was gonna keep me as hostage so at that moment when he went to grab the tape i just went for the door and i escaped you know i grabbed a towel that was on the floor and i just started running so there i go three four in the morning pretty much naked um brutalized bleeding and i just on running. I thought he was behind me, and then if he would get me again, he was gonna get rid of me. So I just kept running. I got to a gas station. So on my way, when, when I was running, I was thinking I'm gonna run in the middle of the road because you know, incoming traffic, somebody has to stop. I mean, there's a naked woman running in the middle of the road, but that didn't happen. So I just kept on running. I got to a gas station. And the clerk, you know, I said, please help me. You know, like this person tried to kill me. He's behind me. She called the police. And in seconds, you know, the police was there. Then, you know, all the procedures, you know, they came to check on me, took my statement. The ambulance showed up. I was really, really beat up.
0: So that happened to me. Um, Can I ask really quick? Yes, of course. I, I, you're an adult woman and this just happened a few years ago. So how, you know, you hear these stories of, of kids being kidnapped. How does an adult woman get kidnapped?
1: I knew this person, I knew this person, so I trusted this person. I'm trying, I'm still trying to figure out what was it that triggered this person to do something so bad to me. I believe I'm a good person, you know, my. My world is beautiful. My family is beautiful. My friends, my work, like everything is so pretty that I couldn't understand why something so bad happened to me. You know, I just couldn't understand. Um, So I trusted this person. This person had like a plan, I would say. And I just didn't see it. I've never been in a situation. I trust people, you know. I've never been in a situation that would make me think, I shouldn't hang out with you. I have compassion for everybody. I honestly, I love everybody, you know? Um, so that's how I I trusted this person. But this person had a a dark side and and a plan that I wasn't aware of. What triggered this, I still don't know. I still, I guess there's bad people that they just think, they think they can do whatever they want to do until they meet the person they shouldn't mess with up yeah there go. then um ended up in the hospital for a couple days um he escaped and so i i was under protection until they found him after they found them then you know i could go home and start all the legal procedures and stuff so this incident made national news and like you said you know you see like all this happening to kids and stuff and you see the news and you're like oh my gosh you know like this is horrible but then you never think that that person that they're talking about is you so it made national news i was pretty much traumatized i didn't leave my room for about six weeks i just couldn't i couldn't sleep i would see his face everywhere it was horrible before this incident, I didn't know what trauma was, like I said my world thanks god it is is beautiful so i didn't know I didn't know anything about depression, I didn't know anything about anxiety I didn't know anything about panic attacks and then I start experiencing all this and I couldn't understand I'm like so I'm like what's happening like Marilu said something, and I just couldn't so then I reach out for help i Went to a great therapist. She's a lifesaver. And I said, I don't believe in therapy because I've never been put in a situation, you know, but all this is happening and I don't have control of my words and I don't have control of my body and I don't like this, you know, I want to be normal. So she explained to me, you know, after a trauma, this is stuff that happens and I'm going to help you. We are going to work on it. I was trying to digest. One, if that really happened to me, if a woman on the news was actually me. And then also, am I really like, am I really here? Am I really alive? Did I make it? So it was, my mind was trying to digest all this. It's all over the news. You know, his face is all over the news they don't say my name and nobody knows who this woman is yet so i had to relocate because of that journalists were looking for this woman because they wanted to hear the story i didn't tell anybody heidi um i didn't my family didn't know i didn't tell my kids so i was doing pretty much everything by myself i was afraid that the journalists would come to my house and they would ask my kids, my kids didn't know. So that's why I had to relocate. Uh, I'm still hiding from them, not because I'm afraid of them, it's because I don't think that I'm ready, you know, to come to the surface. For the same reason, there's a lot of of my family that don't know what happened to me. Um, Most of my friends don't know. So going through, All this trauma and legal stuff by myself, I think that helped helped me a lot to be stronger, you know. Because I had to do it somehow, you know. I had there was so many hearings that, and I didn't understand the process, you know, and I didn't have anybody to ask. So I started like Google, you know. I think by now I. By now, I know so much I could be an attorney, seriously. I Google so much. I try tried, I tried to understand every single thing, every hearing, everything. I want to say my legal support system, it was amazing. It was the best. I had such a strong people around me. They became my friends, my family, my eyes, my voice. They did everything for me. You know, they protected me. Special victims, the FBI, all these people, you know, I would get a call and I don't know how they showed up. I just know like God was saying, like, okay, you need this and you need this. And they just like, you know, call me, text me, email me, and they're like, this is who I am and I'm here to help you. Thank you. I want to say thank you for um the legal system. I believe in the legal system. In my case, it it was powerful. This person, is serving seven to life as we speak. After the sentencing of this person or monster, I started doing like therapy. Um, I wanted it to be normal again. And at the same time, I've been living like a double life. I tried to be a mom and a friend and work and put that face of the normal Mary Lou. And at the same time, I'm living this other life that is just like horrible, going to trauma, therapy, legal stuff. Once you go through a trauma, you go through stages. First, you're like traumatized. You know, you're like a zombie. You don't know what to do. You're like, you just can't live your brain. So through therapy, I've been going through stages. You know, first I was scared then I was mad then, then I was scared again. And then now I got to a point where even though this person could be in prison for life, I don't feel satisfied. What he did to me was brutal. And it's not because of what he did to me. It's because when I think about what if I didn't make it, what if if I didn't escape, you know, like it would be okay for me because I wouldn't know what happened after, right? I'll be gone. Then when I think about my kids, like what gave this person the right to make my kids suffer? No one has the right. So this anger is what keeps me going, you know? When I talk to my therapist, I'm like, I just want to be mad because I know when I'm mad, you know, I do things. I don't want to be scared and I don't want to have compassion, you know? Keep me mad, you know, that's all I need right now. So at one point when I was on a better stage, I opened a second case against this person. It took me about a year and a half, but we got a second sentence back on September. So now they added two and a half years. So that's seven and a half, no, nine and a half years, or could be life. And I still don't feel satisfied. So I'm gonna keep. There's gonna be some way that I can keep them um, there for the rest of his life. I don't want him to die because I think that would be like a gift. Um, I want him there and not just him. I want. I would love. I would love to have all these people in there where they belong, away from society, away from good people, good wa- women, moms, daughters. Sisters. So, thinking how I can fill this hole that he left in my soul, I started helping women. I know I have the experience because I did it on my own. I made so much research, I have so much paperwork. For me, those three hours were brutal. You know, it was a nightmare. I can only imagine a woman that lives under the same roof as their. Aggressor, you know, like we are in this life to be happy. You know, if work makes you happy, if having a family makes you happy, you know, like we need to be happy. This is our life. And honestly, we only live once. No one has the right to humiliate you or to make you unhappy. So in my mind, I think about it has to be horrible to live. You know, every single day, you know, and I'm not talking about just one person. There's so many women over there. I believe that things happen for a reason. And I couldn't understand why this happened to me. I just couldn't understand. Now I understand why it happened. it had to be. It had to be me, the one with the beautiful family, the one with the beautiful friends, the one with the um, beautiful kids, the one with the beautiful world. I don't have money. I don't have power. And my friends are so powerful and they give me so much. I had to be someone with this world that was going to be able to put him away. You know, during all this process, I did a background check on this person. And I know for a fact that there's at least four more victims. Not as bad as my case, but there's at least four more. Two of them, they reached out to me because they saw his face on the news. So two of them, they reached out to me. One of them said, you know, this is who I am. This happened to me seven years ago. He sent me to the hospital. I just wanted to reach out to you and say, like, I'm sorry for what happened to you. And I wanted to share my story. Then the other person that reached out to me also on social media was the ex of this person. She said, "I saw, you know, what happened on the news? And it took me forever to get a hold of you. So here I am, you know, like, I'm sorry for what happened to you. And I wanna tell you that when I lived with him, he would like beat me up like on a regular basis. And I also had compassion. I said, I'm sorry for what happened to you, you know. Like, what do you do? And she said, I just left him. And then she said, I gave him the custody of my son. And then I was just like, wait a minute. Like, does your son knows that he did this to you? She's like no, then my mind was like, this is crazy. You know, why would I give my son to somebody that is, you know, that beat me up? You know, like it just didn't make sense. So I'm like, how can you still, I wouldn't be able to talk to this person ever. I would never give my son to, you know? So, and I know now, you know, like there's syndromes, there's some women stay because they're afraid because they don't know what to do because they don't have the support So trying to fill this space in my soul, I am committed to help these women. I want my story to get out there because I believe if I did it, anybody can do it. I'm no one. I'm just like another woman there, you know? If I did it, anybody can do it. And I want this to be heard by someone. Heidi, if I can save one one woman, you know, this hole is gonna be filled with something. If I can put one, just one guy in prison, then I know I'm saving so many women. So many women. At one point I, I was focusing more in putting guys away. I won't be able to put guys away, monsters away, if women don't want to. They're the ones that have the power. So I went back again, you know? I need to be able to understand what happens, you know? I need to be able to, for them to hear my words. Maybe don't do it because of you. Do it because of these women that they don't even know this monster is coming their way. Okay. Going back to the two women that reach out, you know? um, At the beginning, I had so much compassion for them. I felt sorry for them, you know? After time, as right now, I believe they they have some responsibility on what happened to me. Because they didn't stop him. They had the chance to put him away and they didn't. And that's what happened to me. That's why that happened to me, you know? Okay. So I told my friend, listen to my story. If one of them would have done something about it, I wouldn't have gone through this. You know, I almost died because one woman didn't do anything about it. Because one woman decided not to press charges, you know. And I understand you're afraid, you're scared. But think about the future. You know, I'm glad if you are not with this person anymore. But what would happen if one day you wake up and you see on the news that this person that you left killed someone? think about this woman. She didn't know, you know, she didn't see it coming, you know, and she did apologize, but it was like too late, you know, but I'm taking this opportunity in your podcast to reach out to two kind of, two type of women. One are the ones that I want them to know that there's hope that I did it. They can do it. You know, there's, Legal system is so powerful. All they need to know is that you're there, you know? And I know it's very hard when you live under the same roof of your abuser. You know, reaching out for help could be like words for them. But there's neighbors, there's friends, there's family. Somebody's going to listen to this. And then these words are going to go like, hey, she did it. You can do it. Let's reach out to her. How did she do it? The way that I did it, you know, it worked because I'm here. I want to help these women. I want them to know that the help is there. The state, the legal system, they'll come and get you. They'll come and give you a home. They'll come for you and your kids. There is hope. You can be free. You can leave. The other type of women or group of women are the ones that I want them to know. I need them to know that. We need to talk. They need to say something. They need to report this. Do it for you. Do it for your family. Do it for these other women that are innocent about what's happening. We have to say something. We are the ones that have the power. The power to leave this abuse and the power to put these people away. So I hope that these two group of women know that I'm here You know to help. And then as an example of, if I did it, you did it. And then if you don't do something about it, maybe somebody could not be here. For me to be able to help both of them, you know, the ones that I don't understand, why do you love this monster? Why did you stay with them, you know? So besides therapy, I am gonna become a victim's advocate because that's the only way that I can get to them for both of them so that's that's what i'm going to do that hole that he left is going to be full
0: of love and gratitude yeah and your voice (laughs) that you're doing to save other people like what an amazing gift today and this was recent this was only a couple of years ago that you went through this that you're able to have that mindset now. of being able to help others. And I love how you could have been really bitter and angry at these women for like not saying anything and it could have protected you and saved you. But then you're like, okay, they're afraid. And I'm going to help these similar women that are feeling the same way. And I'm going to help them get over this fear and be able to report things. And I love how you're using your voice to like make it better instead of hold on to all this anger.
1: Oh, look. Love- women to see through my eyes what i see right now through my eyes like there is hope i can have a life i can be happy with my kids if i put one person away i'm saving lives yeah and not just one woman you know i'm saving everything that is around this woman friends family
0: Yeah. But we, I think we see things on TV or we have an experience in the past where we didn't get the help and support we want Or you know, you see a movie where the woman doesn't get any help and support. And so I think it's easy to believe that if you try to say anything or try to get out or try to save yourself or your family, that it won't work. And Mm -hmm. I love that you're here to say that it will.
1: It does does happens a lot, you know, and probably we are not going to change the world. But we are going to
0: change
1: lives yeah that of this person so first he reached out to me he called me he said that he 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 apologized for what his son did and i told him you know it wasn't your fault you know it was his decision and he said he wasn't raised to treat women like this and i apologize and i said thank you you know you have you have nothing to do with it and he said that i had his full support he says i'm here for you if you need anything, you know, just let me know. And then this is something powerful that he said. He said, don't stop. He said, I've heard that there's so many victims that at one point they stop, And I can see why. The state, You're traumatized. You're in pain. The state is calling you. The perse- prosecutors are calling you. The hospital is calling you. You need to fill out so many forms. You need to tell your story over and over. So... At one point, I can see why we give up, you know. It's like, this is too much. I don't want this. I'm just going to put it behind me, you know. it It is hard, you know. So he said, if you ever feel weak or you think you're going to give up, take, take a look up of those pictures of that night. That is going to give you strength. And I was just like, thank you. And this is why when I feel I can't do this anymore, I don't know how to do it then then i look at those pictures and that gives me the strength to keep going yeah so that was a a beautiful story
0: yeah, yeah. that is so powerful coming from the monster's dad to tell you like don't stop like don't give mm-hmm. up like keep fighting this and that's that's amazing that's mm-hmm. that's truly amazing yes and so you amazing. can replay that in your mind and know that you have that support too You do have a great tribe around you to help you and support you. And now you can do that for others. This is a beautiful gift. Perfect lemonade.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Heidi. Thank you for the opportunity. I feel that I accomplished something today. And it's thanks to you. Thank you for the patience. Thank you for not giving up on me and all this time. God bless you.
0: Thank you. Thank Thank you you. for using your voice. Don't stop speaking about it. This is the beginning. And you're just going to help more and more people the more you talk about it. So thank you and be strong. You've got this. So proud of you.
1: Thank you. So this was my first step, Heidi, and I really, really appreciate it.
0: So proud of you. You're still here? Well, then enjoy this little outtake from that interview. Thank you for taking time to tell me your amazing story. I'm so sad that you had to endure that. That's terrible. Nobody should ever have to go through that. And I just can't believe how you're turning it around and making it a strength. I hope somebody
1: listens to this and reach out to me because I'll be waiting and and I'm ready and I have everything with me. I hope my message, my story gets to the right person.
0: Yeah, I love that. Well, you're going to be helping a lot of people. So thank you. Thank you. Amazing. I have enjoyed spending this time with you. You might have a friend struggling with the same thing that we talked about in this episode that might enjoy listening to this too. So please share this episode because no one is alone at the lemonade stand.